1: She also uh, came into my bedroom yesterday and very loudly announced that Chrissy has been doing drugs in the shower.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, we already have a cold open. You can't just drop that one. <laughs>
3: Um, should I should I start yeah. whenever you're an ready an ode to Mikey Riley though our time together was only at its start your whimsy was a feast for the eyes and for the heart your treatment was unkind and you rarely got your due I just hope you understand that our love for you was true may your short journey south see you joyful and well and if we're meant to meet again only time will
2: tell wow that's beautiful all right need, well, like a snapping
4: uh, sound effect after. That. yeah
2: that was the uh, that was the, the sad side of the card there the good side of the card is that ladies and gentlemen Bruins Chuck Norris has entered the chat shout out to Pat Laverty 12-2-0 and a franchise record 8-0 and at home to start the season we're drinking in celebration tonight after a 3-1 win against the Calgary Flames. This is the Bruins Bruins podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network podcast, presented by Bruins diehards and Pride diehards, and sponsored, of course, by DraftKings, which, by the way, if you've been betting on the Bruins lately, you've been taking home some dough, for sure. But how's everybody doing tonight? Yeah. We're pretty yeah, good. All okay. all ones, yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we, we're just trying to figure out what crayon to use. Isabel's doing some coloring. Nice. Uh, nice. It's anti-drug week at work and school at, at work. Yeah, it's, it's, it's anti-drug week for me at work every week. Isabel did tell me that uh, alcohol was a drug while we were at the grocery store the other day.
1: She also uh, came into my bedroom yesterday and very loudly announced that Chrissy has been doing drugs in the shower.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, We already have a cold open. You can't just drop that one. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh,
1: she was ready. like, I found a can. It's a beer can. Is Chrissy's it- been drinking beer. Beer's a drug. Chrissy's doing
5: drugs. So...
3: Isabel has yeah. something to read. <laughs>
5: So this was from school for Red Ribbon Week and I was working on coloring this page so I will read it to you, the whole book.
2: The whole book, (laughs) nice. Alright, this is some Andy Kaufman stuff right here, I love it. Let's go.
5: Every October we celebrate Red Ribbon Week. We learn about drugs during this special week we also pledge to be drug free. And it says celebrate Red Red Ribbon Week. Which
3: one do I you? <laughs> Were you drug-free during Red Ribbon Week? Yes. Okay, good job. Thank you.
5: We wear a ribbon during Red Ribbon Week. It it, it is an auto of a United States law officer named Enrique. Enrique Kiki. Camelina. Camelina is my librarian was killed while trying to stop a drug gang people were very sad when kiki died and the ribbon says we celebrate red ribbon week drug free fill in the name of your school on the red ribbon blank lines then color the ribbon red so heading camp elementary
2: this is absolute gold content yes (laughs) this is what people are telling for. i love it we got we got more
5: But by wearing a red ribbon, people all over the United States show their support for kicking and the fight against harmful drugs. Fill in every space with a dot, and you will complete the sentence that tells you what to do if someone offers harmful drugs. Say no to drugs and walk away, (laughs) is what it says.
2: It's a good lesson for the listeners out there. Well colored as well.
5: Uh, This is. Either red violet, or violet red, or magenta, as you call it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> During Red Ribbon Week, remember that you are very special. Activity. Now on the to tell some of the things that make you very special. Number one. I had the most fun when I bring me stuffy. Wow. <laughs> I want to try to ride a bike without training wheels. I smile whenever I see my family. Something I'm proud of and I can do well is the monkey Wow. Still got more to go. I think that's enough for the podcast. No, no. Maybe, maybe we can move on to part two.
2: <laughs> oh, we gotta save some for episode yeah. two. We gotta, we gotta two parter here.
5: Because you are so special, it is important to take good care of yourself. with the underlying word in each sentence. Make sure to bless. I mean, make sure you say write What is that word? What. Unscramble the word T A E. Can I
1: guess? Yes. Eat.
5: Now you guys have to all say it. Eat.
2: Eat. eat. True.
4: Eat. <laughs> eat, <laughs> eat, Papa. Eat. Nobody likes a skinny Santa.
5: That's like all. That. What? Why don't what? you just share the unscrambled word? <laughs> Worcester every, often. Worcester what is that unscrambled
3: word? I don't, I don't know how to unscramble Worcester.
5: No, W-O-H-S-E-R. What does that word spell? Worcester. Sure.
3: Now. Shower. 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 Get in
5: the <laughs> e-
3: exercise.
5: Wash your teeth. teeth. Now, when I finish something, wash your eater every day.
1: Teeth.
5: You guys are all on same, that. Get plenty of rest. To... To sweat. Rest. <laughs> Is this the last page? Yeah, I have a couple. Just a couple more. <laughs> <laughs> One very important way to care for yourself is not by using tobacco, alcohol, or other harmful drugs. Cigarettes and other types of tobacco. What does it say?
3: That one doesn't count.
5: What does it say?
3: It says marijuana and other harmful drugs.
5: Marijuana and other harmful drugs. But
3: marijuana is legal in like most of the states.
5: Wine, deal. wait, what? Oh, I I thought it was going to say wine, beer, wine, (laughs) but it's wine, beer, wine, collage, and liquor.
3: Liquor.
5: Liquor. Yeah. Turn in the page. Sometimes people get confused between good drugs and bad drugs. Medicines are good drugs because they can help you get better if you are sick. Why are the two pictures that are the same? Which two pictures are the same? These two. You have to state
2: the two that Chris said. Stay that
5: my guys!
2: A and. Is that B? A, nope. Maybe. D and F. D and F. <laughs> oh, DF. Shouts to DF. Right.
5: You should only take medicines from your parents, doctor, or nurse, or another order. You twice. Never take medicines by yourself is the unscrambled word. Where? Well, the red women to show that you say no to drugs that can harm you. Half of drugs can make you very sick, they can change the way you think and act. Circle all, circle all the harmful drugs on this page. Wait, what was this again? <laughs>
3: Is <laughs> That's a beer.
5: Beer, wine, and smokes, and maha I'll I'll Oh my God. All right, it says, tobacco has many bad drugs in it, including your <laughs> nectarine. Drugs and tobacco can harm many parts of your body. Actually, find the word listed below in the word search. These are just some parts of the... Of your body that tobacco harms brain, gum, heart, kidneys, leg, liver, liver, lung, nose, scan, teeth, blood, tongue.
3: Very good, Isabel. <laughs> oh my goodness! How much more is there,
5: Isabel? No more, we're finishing it. That is 10. Alcohol is another harmful drug that affects your body and your mind. Alcohol is found in beer, wine, and liquor. Drinking alcohol <laughs> cleaner, makes it hard to think clearly. Don't accept a lie from anyone who has been drinking alcohol. That's good advice. Mm. These children are going to walk home. Rather than taking a ride from the big brother who is drinking,
3: it's good advice.
5: Help them get home. We do not. Um. What is this again?
3: What is this? It says freeway. No pedestrians. You don't have to read all the signs on the.
5: Isabel. A freeway. Do not stop at the freeway. Isabel,
3: turn the page, please.
0: The Bruise and Bruins podcast is sponsored by DraftKings NBA fans. We know you're out there somewhere in our listenership. The NBA action is just getting started. And so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. Feel the sweat. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, and more. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, make any $5 bet this week, and get $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
2: All right, what's everybody drinking tonight? <laughs> On that wonderful turn. True, you got a beer over there. I got a nice little
4: none such. Brewery Company, a 2.0 New England IPA. <clears throat> I uh, I featured this on the pod recently. Um, That's the name like... of the beer, you should say. <laughs> it's not,
2: yeah. a, not 2.0%. That'd be a bummer for an IPA.
4: <laughs> yeah, the name of the beer is 2.0. It's a solid 5.3%. Pairs, it says it pairs with wings, grilled fish, and Thai food.
2: Did you eat any of those tonight or no? Just...
4: No, I had some uh, nice shrimp Alfredo pasta. Oh, well done. Sh- shouts to Julia. She makes a, a nice Alfredo shrimp sauce. Nice. I do I do a good job boiling pasta. That's what I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> it's an important part of the meal. Yeah, I, um, yeah so drinkability. Uh, why not go the full 37 tasteability?
2: Let's go with like a 20 all right respectable Uh, i'm keeping it uh nice and clean just like the bruins home record here we got a moose head canadian lager uh, yes always good just so refreshing i feel like one of those light beers that you just you know i i haven't been drinking this week so it's a nice one to ease back in just a nice light you know very i don't want to say watery because that's disrespectful Crispy, crispy. I guess is. is it,
4: nice were you not drinking for Ribbon Week as well?
2: Yes, I was honoring <laughs> Red Ribbon Week.
1: <laughs> hmm.
2: um, yeah, isn't I kind of talked that one over? We were both like, hey, neither of us are going to drink this week for Red Ribbon Week. <laughs>
1: we're like, <laughs>
2: so, we're both like, hey, Chris is doing drugs. In <laughs> Chris shower. is doing drugs. <laughs> in the shower. You got to draw <laughs> the line <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, that's going to be the name of the episode, by the way, Chris. I hope the U.S. government doesn't find out. But <laughs> you know what are you going to do? <laughs> Uh, anyway the moosehead canadian lager uh trade yard mark union made by the way as uh, all beers should be mm. drinkability 37 you could crush these things just any day of the week uh but only you know only not on red ribbon week though, so maybe maybe they like got 36 and a half to uh, exclude for red ribbon week and uh tasteability i think it strikes a nice balance for a light beer like you can definitely taste it it's not like One of those beers that's, you know, you're drinking just for the sake of drinking and not for the flavor. Like, I I do enjoy the flavor, but, you know, obviously it's a light lager. So I'm going to slot it in there like a 17, a little Nick Foligno action after uh, the start of the season he's had. Very impressive. Big, Big Tilly tonight, too, for him. Got rocked in the face once, but, you know, that's what happens when you drop the gloves, I guess.
4: Well, hopefully we have talked about that on episode one. Of Is this, this episode two? Series. Well, I think we turned it into uh, part two after <laughs> that's what Chris texted just make this part two. We'll go right <laughs> to flame stock for the actual part one.
3: <laughs> um yeah, what you what you got over there? Miller light. Same. The official beer of sad drinking away Mike Riley.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or cheersing Charlie McAvoy, depending on if you're a uh glass half full or or half empty kind of person, but, um, all right. Anybody have, I I will just jump in on some takeaways here from the game. Um, Bruins coming back again, showing a little adversity here, dealing with it, uh, and pulling away with, uh, Charlie McAvoy, seemingly in, in very fitting fashion, putting away the eventual game winning goal in the second period uh, on a nice shot from the point. In fact, the first two goals, which were really the ones that did it for the Bruins third one being the empty netter, both scored by defensemen. Uh, in situations that, I mean, I guess the McAvoy shot was a pretty typical shot from the point, but certainly that Clifton shot uh, and Clifton. following the rebound was not was something nice we were one. seeing out of the Bruins much last year, the defenseman being willing to be that aggressive. Um, but it's been paying off for them all season, and and it's been showing up and down the lineup as far as scoring depth goes. But uh, Drew, I'm just going to toss it over to you for a sec. I, I kind of lost my shit watching that one because it was beautiful. I love, I love a defenseman who's willing to chase a rebound like that uh but you know i know you're a cliffy guy so what was what was your reaction
4: uh well my reaction was i tweeted out uh in all caps connor clifton your 2022-23 norris trophy winner um that's what I, <laughs> that was my immediate reaction <laughs> uh, obviously that's houses. a bit of an exaggeration but big cliffy guy um and i i like just Montgomery style of just activate the D that fits right into Connor Clifton's playstyle And that fits into a lot of the defensive course playstyle. in terms of Connor Clifton has that offensive upside. He can skate with the puck, whether he does good with it or not, that's up to the hockey gods at times, but um, that's his game. That's his game speed. And then on, on the back end, you, you throw some hits and you play some cliffy hockey, take a stupid penalty once in a while, you know, it's all part of
2: the cliffy hockey game um but what a goal what a goal i lost my shit when that happened that was beautiful uh chris might get this any other liverpool fans out there shout out richie but uh cliffy gives me some kind of darwin nunez vibes where it's just like nobody knows what you're gonna do because he doesn't know what he's gonna do but he's gonna be aggressive and he's gonna he's gonna look bad sometimes because he's gonna do some crazy shit but he's gonna also bury some goals like that um you know hopefully hopefully cliffy rises to that level of stardom but
3: yeah, Cliffy looked good last year in a, in a smaller role, not really playing every single game, but, you know, depth defenseman, and he was getting most of the starts on that, on that third pairing, and I think, uh, you know, Scott McLaughlin uh, tweeted out uh, that he and Lindholm together and had just, like, absolute dominance uh, in about three games' worth of, of playing time. And I mean, they look really good tonight. Um, And I I think Cliffy has the ability to play up on that second pairing. And I think that's, that's upside for Carlos more of a third pairing type guy. Like I think he's a really good third pairing defenseman on a championship team. And if Cliffy can play
2: up on, on the second pairing, like that's just ideal. Yeah. Having a little more flexibility to move the lineup is definitely good. I feel like, it's, it's definitely been the case for him. It's been the case for Felino. It's been the case for a lot of guys so far this year, but like going into the season, especially with the injuries you had, I feel like you had to, uh, not necessarily expect, but hope that some of those players, the the Felinos, the DeBrusks, the Clifton's were going to take that next step, even Omar right now so far. Um, and it seems like everybody is doing that, you know, in, in lockstep right now. And it's, you know, that's, it's obviously reflecting the record, but um, let's let's turn it to McAvoy coming back. I mean, obviously, early impressions. I don't think he quite lagged the ice time that he normally would. Let me look though, in case. Yeah, nineteen, eighteen of ice time. It was Lynn Holm, who was the clear number one tied at almost twenty six minutes. So, um, but still, nineteen plus of ice time in his first game back. Obviously, got the goal. Uh, what did you guys think of him? Just kind of seeing him on the ice. Anything stand out to you, good or bad, so far?
1: I mean, it kind um, of stood out that it didn't look like he needed. Time to come back, if that made sense. If that makes sense. You know, it looks like, like, obviously, his goal was beautiful. Uh, He looked not overly dominant in certain parts of the game, but he also didn't look lost. And sometimes I feel like when guys come back from injury, you see them for those first couple games, like, just kind of regaining their stride, regaining their, like, figuring out where they fit in with the rest of the team. And I thought he looked like, like, he was just, like he'd never left, which was kind of nice,
3: yeah, kind of kind of along that uh, Trina thought. I, the thing I look at first with guys, especially defensemen coming back from injuries is how comfortable are they going to the corners, going behind the net, kind of jostling for the puck. And I didn't notice anything, any
1: reticence on
2: his part there.
1: Yeah, um, it didn't look overly aggressive, but like certainly didn't seem hesitating at all, which is which is nice.
2: Yeah. Chucky's never one to shy away from a hit, but um, on that note, not even just coming back from injury, but also just the first game playing under kind of the new system. And, and I think a a system that really will benefit McAvoy's game. Um, But even with that, it did not look like he really had skipped a beat at all, which is, is promising.
4: That's a good point too, because if you watch any of like McAvoy's highlights from like college or juniors, like high school, whatever, like he's around the net and he's playing down low. Like he, that's what his highlight reel was before the draft was just all these offensive opportunities he created down low, which it's, so I'm really excited to see that. I didn't even think of, you know, of him fitting into this new system, how that's going to go. I think that's going to really benefit his game for sure. Cam.
3: Yeah. It's just uh, like, I just feel really confident in the leadership as well, where like, there's no reason to rush him back because this team is playing so well. So I trust that he's 100% healthy and that playing is in his best interest because I feel like this like Montgomery and the assistant
2: coaches that he's working with are not going to put Charlie McAvoy in a position that he doesn't want to be in. No, not by any means. I think you could say the same thing even with with Marshawn coming back and, mm-hmm. and how well he's looked in. I mean, his skating ability with with some fixed up hips it was already pretty gross, but it's going to be an exciting 82 games here, Ty, um, 82 plus. Ty defense. had a
3: great tweet that was, uh, it was like Mac uh, Martian's like unpantsing of there's <laughs> <numbers> per <laughs> sixty. Per per six, yeah,
2: hips <laughs> <fixed>. <laughs> Yeah, but for real though, it it has looked. I mean, uh, again, he's always somebody. I think he as his skating has grown, it's really built his game over the course of his career, and um, it's something that even at older-ish age, he's kind of relied on. And to see him just jump right into that off of an injury and, and start passing people like that has been really impressive. But um, I want to I talk wish about
3: describe the noise that cat made on the uh, the the one there was like a cross ice saucer pass that
1: on the uh, penalty kill too. Yeah,
3: it was on the penalty kill. And Bergeron kind of like slapped it out of the air, and then passed it to to marshan and marshan had like this sweet little deke to the inside that didn't really result in a scoring opportunity but cat made it
1: a... close he got yeah. yourself like to the front doorstep and that was oh i, I love that
3: cat made a noise <laughs> that i won't try to reproduce but it was it was a noise that that I make sometimes when I see, like, very awesome things on hockey. <laughs> that's that's, that's why, why we're fans.
1: I made that noise not for a goalie doing something. <laughs> it was <laughs> –
2: Fair. Um, I do want to talk always in a sec, but while we're talking about slapping pucks out of the air, that uh, David Posternock empty netter was oh, one oh. of the coolest empty net. I don't want to like pump up empty beautiful. net goals that much because you know there's not a fucking goalie there, but that was one of the grossest empty net goals you'll see. I just, need like, to watch Casually batting sound. it out and then just toe dragging around the defender like it, as if it, it was so up. disrespectful. It and then he didn't so even shoot it; he just gave <laughs> it the old slide, in. he was like, "Yeah, that was cool." Whatever. Everything like,
3: about that goal was so unnecessary because Martian yeah. kind lost the puck along the boards like he he had an mm. open lane to shoot and if he wanted to take it from behind the blue line like he could have and he probably would have made it but instead he tried to he decided to do like a four foot off the ground saucer pass that, <laughs> <laughs> that Pasternak just like easily caught out of the air and then, and then he to drag nobody. Just toe, toe dragged around a defender who was not trying to defend him <laughs>
2: The vendor like was like, oh, he's going for the shot. Oh shit. All right. I'm just gonna st- go st- Yeah, I thought right he was, going to, yeah, I thought I, he was uh, going to take a shot and he just
1: yeah. decided to do some fancy stick handling first, just to just cause he could.
4: To, uh, <laughs> oh, I can't buffer the video right now, but I will go off your uh <laughs> was, your
2: radio rendition of it. It was beautiful, but um, I think we did it justice. <laughs> I, I do wanna real quick talk about a little Linus mark, uh, especially after a few games without Swayman, now he's really stepped up um, and has obviously looked good all year. But uh we'll toss it to our, our reigning goaltending expert here. Kat, what have you seen from Olmark this year? That's I mean, obviously he was was good for the Bruins this year, but he's been exceptional so far this season. So is there anything that's been standing out to you about his game that, you know, maybe if it was there last year, maybe it wasn't, but um, you know, you're the you're the one who knows goalie stuff here, so <laughs>
1: I mean, not to not to take too much credit away from him. I uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the defense this year looks more consistent and looks a little bit more cohesive. Because last year, my biggest like trying to suss him out, uh, the biggest challenge was that he was coming from a systemless team, right? Like the Sabres have no structure whatsoever in their own zone and that decision-making process for a developing goalie gets really tricky when they're trying to figure out, you know, is this a moment where I need to just throw the kitchen sink at it? Cause I have no second line of support or do I, you know, remain a little patient and assume that the defense is going to at least keep someone away from me so I can, you know, reset myself. And the Sabres really, Have no semblance of that whatsoever. So seeing Olmark come in and try to try to figure out what to do with a team that does have a good defensive presence but didn't necessarily have a good defense was kind of interesting. Um, Like obviously the Bruins had some good defensive players, their numbers were pretty good, but game to game consistency was not where I think it is this year. I think they look a lot better in their own zone this year, Um, and I think that it just gives him a chance to highlight his game a little better. Cause he's kind of like what you guys are saying about Connor Clifton, like with, with Olmark, never really know what he's going to do. Um, He's got a pretty good structured game, but his, his decision-making process when it comes to making those like flashy desperation saves versus sticking with a slightly cleaner save, which is, Like you can tell when Swayman's gonna do that because he sticks with the cleaner save unless he doesn't have another choice. Um, Olmark sometimes is like, you know what? I could stop it by dropping to my knees or I could go into a windmill or I could poke check or I could go behind the net and then like jump back in front. We'll see what I'll do. Um, And I think some of that is just the development path that he took like through no fault of his own. He just kind of developed a little uniquely there. But I think he looks consistent in what he is right like I think he when he was off his game at times in the past he would lose some of the structure in his game and then he would like boomerang back in the other direction he would get so hyper structured that he would miss out on really saves that I think he could have made if he had just gotten a little more creative Um, like he would almost try to become too conservative with his movements and I think this year he looks more confident when he allows kind of a weird goal that he doesn't try to try to take all the fun out of his game immediately, which is which is kind of kind of nice to see. Um, I'm hoping that we, you know, that that holds up because I'm really nervous about the prospect of needing Keith Kincaid in games Um, (laughs) because
3: he had a sick (laughs) high five. with
1: Yeah, he's. Yeah. He's real good for morale. Um, he's real good when he's kind of being fueled by adrenaline, but his technique is like fascinatingly bad. Um, yeah. It's
2: because he went to watch. Union College, Sean. <clears throat>
1: like, yeah. Like he's truly a, a tweener goalie there. He he looks kind of like an Alex Stalock to me. One of those guys who like, it's fun to watch, but like only if it's not the team that you're relying on him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I am kind of hoping that Olmark keeps this up.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to give some credit to, uh, to the Sweeney for the signing there. I mean, I think it was a pretty widely panned signing to spend five and a half million dollars for five years for uh, a goalie who was largely unproven at a time when you had what was perceived as like your goalie of the future on under contract, as well as what well, we didn't really understand what was going on with Tuka Rask at the time, but we are like, well, we got Rask who should be back mid season and we have like our goalie of the future. Shouldn't this be, shouldn't we be able to figure this out for six months while we wait for Rask to come back? And um, I guess like understanding the situation where like, goaltending for the most part in the league is moving toward having a 55 45 60 40 split 50
1: 50 and a lot of 50 50 50 -50 splits
3: and when you have two really solid goaltenders it can make such a huge difference for the team skating in front of them um just knowing that hey we don't have to change our game based on who's in net um that, that level of consistency is really important. And I, I think, you know, going from a tandem of Yaro Halak and Tuka Rask to this tandem is such an incredible swap. Like, it's a privilege it's, it's an absolute blessing. Get, yeah. <laughs> I,
2: yeah. You can really dig that back for a while with the Bruins. They've been, they've been blessed with goaltending for, I mean, a decade plus now, really. So um.
3: yeah. And I, I think like, I wouldn't say Jerry's still out on Swayman. I think people generally agree he's pretty good, and I think, like, had one rough game to start the season. But, you know, I hope he comes back healthy, and I'm relatively confident that he's, like, a good goaltender. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like it is one of those things where, like, it can take a couple years or whatever, but um, he's he's so promising and he's so young. And I don't know. He just seems steadier than some other young goalies. and I don't know if that's just, like – his presence in general, but he doesn't seem like he struggles with the mental aspect of the game, which I think <clears throat> will be helpful for those off games when he struggles. And then now dealing with an injury or something like that, he's it feels like he, he's, he's weird is the, like, is the, thing yeah, that, I mean, uh,
3: goal, like, you know? <laughs> but like weirdness that like, Oh, this guy just like, he can't even remember last game. Anything. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's like this, the nice sweet boy weirdness, you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of thing. But uh, he'd be a great guest on the pod, I'm sure. But um, no, I, I think uh, like just like you said, I think having that tandem back hopefully soon. What's the deal? Do we know? Have we gotten any timeline on him? I feel like i was just
1: to that week
3: that. I to week, week to week, right? Was it was like came out today that he was like skating and he was working on it, skating that's but good. not back
1: to full yeah. practice. So
3: yeah,
2: all right. Well, that's promising. Like, like we're not worried about him
3: for like months or anything. Yeah, like, yeah. he didn't yeah. have a surgery on his knee or whatever
2: yeah i was kind of wondering about um just like the longevity of how long they can just ride olmark so uh, i'm I'm
3: guessing just like based on general timeline that it was some sort of like knee sprain
2: yeah it looked pretty gnarly so but you you never know what those types of things i feel like and especially when we're watching through tv screens so
4: especially when you're a you're just supposed to be agile, flexible. I feel, I feel yeah, like they would just on, be way more agile, flexible than like other players. Depending it's
1: on weight bearing with stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, depending on if he knew that things were feeling kind of weird and intentionally not activating certain muscles. Like, I think it almost sometimes, almost kind of helps when a goalie's taken by surprise. Um, in a situation like that, because especially when it comes to knees and hips, uh, you really don't want them tensing up their muscles right before. Such a tendon reliant joint is impacted like that. And so I think the fact that really he didn't seem like he was expecting it and neither did we, uh, I think probably helped him. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping he's back soon. Yeah. I, I love Lena Solmark, but Jeremy Swaiman has a special place in both my heart and my fantasy lineup. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, and the, the I mean the the goalie hugs, you know, you just I I love Flegy stepping in for it. It's great. It feels right, you know. It feels natural, but like it's just you know it's not going to be the same. That's just the, the fact. The
4: only thing I hate now about the goalie clubs is now uh, the goalie clubs, the goalie hugs. Um, is movie. that like the wider range of the NHL community is all over it now? And like NHL tweets it out literally every time now and all the outlets. I just I liked when it was a little more indie, you know. I liked, like like <laughs> I like I like their first album, better. I like their first two albums. I like their first <laughs> two was albums. The third was like overproduced and, and they sold out a little bit, yeah. But, no, um, I, I love I'm, it. I always love it anyway.
2: I,
3: I still love it because it's Still a Bruins thing, like it's still Lena
2: Solnar and Jeremy yeah. thing Yeah, if other goalies started hugging, I'd be so pissed. Now yeah. I'd be, yeah. <laughs> I'd be mad. I feel like most
1: goalies are superstitious enough that
2: I <laughs> they wouldn't steal somebody. Else's well, favorite. yeah, they
1: they would very There'd be no honor in that. Very consciously choose, and I think that's why
3: no honor among thieves. Yeah, <laughs>
1: fair. <laughs> I think that's why we don't see Keith Kincaid trying to step in there. I think that's. You know, yeah. there's so much superstition behind it that other goalies aren't going to want to jinx it by, you know, taking somebody else's thing. But I'm kind of glad the league's highlighting it, especially uh, especially in light of the league's uh, current events, to put it nicely. Um, like, I know Isabel absolutely loves the goalie hugs you know she very intentionally comes in even if she didn't watch most of the game and we'll sit there and like watch the goalie hug and then she'll pretend to do it herself and I mean if we want the league to grow the game that's a really good way to get kids to watch is to show them something that's fun and catchy kind of like kind of like what the hurricanes did you know just one of those things that it's better than better than broadcasting chick episodes you know
2: yeah yeah if you're a bruins fan and you haven't um like done a mock goalie hug in your living room then you're lying to yourself because it's got to happen um, gotta by happen. the way uh the, the other goalies who are doing the goalie hug uh
3: corinne schroeder and louisa Solander, <laughs>
2: did, mm-hmm. did that
3: for the pride over the weekend yes yes so uh i appreciate them. that's
2: okay that's allowed because they kept it in house
3: and, and also awesome so they, so so the Prime shutting out both of their opponents this past weekend <laughs> so they deserve those goalie hugs yeah
1: speaking Miller. of shutouts by the way uh not to briefly shift the focus into the west but uh for everyone who thought the arizona coyotes were going to be a playoff team this year they have moved into a wild card spot <laughs>
3: Who is the everybody you're referring to? Who thought the Arizona
2: Coyotes were going to be a playoff team? That's the, this point. Year? <laughs>
1: That's the, the dream point. is still
2: alive in the desert. I love it.
1: Yeah, they uh, they just shut out the New York Islanders. Who
2: I, I think my my
3: favorite thing about this ongoing discourse that is really not a discourse. It's just Cat telling me things about the Arizona Coyotes, <laughs> the underdog versus the uh, world is. Is me having properly diagnosed the coyotes power play in one single power play shift uh, like, against wow. the Bruins. I was like fire. this team's an absolute mess, but this
2: power play fing slapped. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they did, they scored on the power play again tonight.
2: There it is. So fire the head coach and just make him the special te- special teams coach. <laughs> and
1: then you're no, because <laughs> that team like I, I covered the Coyotes for eight years there, and the entire time I was there, their power play was so bad that we would go weeks without watching them score a power play goal. Like We almost hoped that they would take penalties rather than drawing them. because hey, If you're a
3: Bruin, that's how you win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, exactly. Alex,
1: they, they had Brad Richardson and Michael Grabner, who were, for a while, they had as many shorthanded goals as Brad Martian and Patrice Bergeron, and <laughs> their power play had fewer goals like cumulatively than those two had <laughs> a man down. So it's like, it's tragically funny to watch, but it's also funny to watch for fantasy because Mikey just lost. <laughs> so. Do
3: you guys have any, uh, any thoughts on any other players we haven't mentioned yet? Cause I got a couple. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to talk about Pavel Zaka. I think he's a I think he's been really good, and he's been one of the only players on the Bruins so far that hasn't been in a consistent role. Um, he's just been kind of up and down the lineup, left and right side. He's played center a couple times when Krejci was out. Um, I think that's just like a, that was a really good deal, and uh, I, I wish he were signed for longer. Um, but I'm I'm hoping he renegotiates for... You know, I'm not, we don't even know whether this is like one last ride for Bergeron and Crazy, because the thing that we didn't mention was that Bergeron did an interview with Elliot Friedman um, and he, uh, he kind of didn't commit to this being his last year in a much more forceful way than he had previously. Kind of felt like this was one last ride. And I mean, if you're looking at all the, Surface numbers, underlying numbers, like Patrice Bergeron looks just as good as last year. Better? Better in some (laughs) cases. Yeah. Uh, And, like, it's sorcery. But, I mean, we've been saying this all along. Like, Patrice Bergeron just has the type of game that doesn't age poorly. Like, I have full confidence that, like, Alex Ovechkin will still be a scorer as long as he wants to score goals. Because that's the type of thing that doesn't go away. If you're just, like, an all-time great scorer, um, I have full confidence that Sidney Crosby is going to be able to play his game as long as he wants to because that's just, like, the type of game. that doesn't go away. But it's these guys who don't really rely on their speed. They just have, like, this insane hockey acumen.
1: The Joe Thornton.
3: Yeah, Joe Thornton was good until, like, his last two years, and he still even – He was
4: like, still, he's still an like NHL high-
3: He still had yeah. like highlight he was-
4: he was like ninety-eight years old.
3: <laughs> this
4: man he looked
1: who, like they dragged him out of an alley.
3: This, this man, days. this man, he, he was looked, only like seven years older
4: than me. <laughs> he was looking like he was doing drugs in the showers. So yeah.
1: <Uh-oh>. <laughs>
2: I had a thought, and that just absolutely just sent it to the other side of the planet. I have no idea. Um, God damn it! Can
1: I can I mention Brandon and Carlo?
2: Yeah, we, we had a long discussion, about Brandon. Oh, Carlo. Yeah, Brandon I saw Kat's tweet score. and I read it like eight times, and I had no idea what was going on. I had to did, I did, I pop, oh, I like mute the game to to let Cat talk about this while we're.
1: <laughs> so I, we were watching the game, and I was trying to figure out why Brandon Carlo just like doesn't look like he's put it all together still and I was like what like what am I missing and because he's not that slow like he's a he's an adequate level skater speed wise
3: especially for his height
1: yeah yeah but it's like his edge work and his footwork are and it's not even that they're abysmal it almost looks like like he reminded me of current Chicago Blackhawks defenseman Connor Murphy
3: he still plays for the who,
1: Blackhawks i'm pretty sure he does uh who was frustrating to watch when he was in Arizona because hockey IQ wise he was a top pairing defender like very clearly understood the game at the speed and at the level and with the nuances that you would need to be a top pairing defender, but like his feet and the rest of his body, like his physical talent could not keep up with it. And so he would trip himself up sometimes. Like he, nobody spent more time on the ice than Connor Murphy. And I don't mean like logging ice time. I mean like on his butt on the ice. And that's what I saw from Brendan Carlo. And I was like, Oh, this is the Connor Murphy problem. Like, it it was frustrating to watch, especially watching Charlie McAvoy come back and, like, just not miss a step. Because uh, I don't think that – like, I think Charlie McAvoy is a great skater, but in theory, those two should be closer in talent level than they are. And I feel like Brandon Carlo just physically cannot keep up with the level of game that he is reading. And so he can't really be one of like he can't be a Nick Jalmerson either because
3: who just uh, signed of, in Sweden yes, today along with Louis Louis
1: Eriksson R um, I P. Um, like it was it was just kind of frustrating to watch because I feel like Brandon Carlo if he was a little dumber would be a better player <laughs> because he if he was <laughs> thinking the game so I, a little slower and just sort of staying put a little better. So like, he be a better your thesis is guy. like is like he's he's so
2: smart that like he knows what he should be doing. And so he tries to do those things. He's so like physically body things physically okay. He's like, I know I need to get to the corner and then pressure here and then get back. But like he's like, oh the brain's moving faster than the body. I, I like
1: that. I should use that
4: I have a good, good yeah. like Luke so Shen was like that for
1: yeah. a while too. Like I watched him in Toronto and then unfortunately also watched him in Arizona um and he was kind of the same way it was just one of those guys who from a defensive standpoint understood exactly what he was supposed to be doing and you wouldn't watch him like make these massive blunders in terms of decision making and that's I think the issue with Carlo is you're not watching him like like he's not Chris Russell right he's not making these just like wildly stupid decisions he's just and not he's, keeping he's also, with what he's trying to do he's also
3: not blocking 300 shots a year
1: yeah that's (laughs) true
3: that's that's how Chris (laughs) Russell earned his last contract (laughs) um the one thing I will say about Carlo is I was really impressed with him at the end of last year he he started off super rough and kind of pulled it all together and had a pretty decent season overall given how good he was at the end of the season um and I'm interested to see what some of his underlying numbers look like when there's a big enough sample size to really like piece that together because i don't think there's anyone on this team who less suits this new system that montgomery has i don't want brandon carlo being aggressive in the offensive zone i don't think he has the ability to take the puck to the net and then get back (laughs) on. <laughs> yeah.
1: Think kind of thing, like nobody doesn't shoot fairly well.
2: I, I don't need him, I don't need to step in below the faceoff dots. I again. don't want him
3: yeah, aggressively pinching I, that honestly that's how he he's gotten concussions in the past like no empty netters. Yeah, I, I, nice I think,
1: He doesn't move out of the way well enough and he doesn't move into things in a smart way. I
3: think third pairing defenseman with a guy like Zaboral is a good mix I'm, I'm also interested to see what what Zaboro looks like going forward i mean it's it's been a, a not a quick turnaround but a, like you know a, a normal turnaround from an acl injury and um i mean he was looking really good like surprising everybody with with how good he looked kind of finally getting his opportunity right when he got that injury and um I hope he's back healthy. I mean, I haven't noticed him a whole lot, which can be a good or bad thing, depending on what kind of defenseman you are. And I feel like he's more of
2: I think that's fine for him, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: He's he's more the type of defenseman that you don't want to be noticing too much. No. And uh so I mean I, I haven't I haven't felt like he's been walked over or anything like that. And I think I think he and Carlo could put together a pretty good um, third pairing and I, the the one time I did notice theoral tonight was uh, he had a pretty good penalty kill.
1: I almost wonder if him being injured will not not that an injury is beneficial for anyone but almost force him to slow down just enough because that was when he was still in junior, especially like my biggest concern was he was a little bit of a hothead when it came to just some of his decision-making. He would get himself into trouble by just like making slightly suboptimal decisions when it came to who he confronted and what he chose to do. Um, And I wonder if almost forcing him to be a little more cautious is, because he's got a ton of talent, uh, essentially slowing him down a little bit there might help him out with,
2: He and Carlo just need to play slowly. (laughs) Yeah, the old Zidane Chara carlo uh, pairing back on display. uh,
1: I do think that that did help Carlo a lot when he had someone who was essentially forcing him to just like chill out a little bit. And I wonder if that didn't impact him a little bit in a negative way, just not having Char as his pairing for a while there.
2: Yeah, good stuff. Good shit. So I was googling velociraptors because that's what they remind me of on the ice. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I don't know. Anybody got anything else that you want to uh, wrap this bad boy up? Just to
4: just to beat a dead horse, Chris. Stop doing drugs in the, <laughs> in the shower. I'm worried about you. <laughs> yes consider your intervention just because i like beating dead horses i don't know what it is maybe it's the drugs <laughs> that doesn't sound
1: like something that someone drug free would
4: do is that something we have to bleep out it kind of sounded like it if you take it out of context
2: <laughs> all right happy red ribbon week everybody <laughs> see you next time <laughs>